Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary 76ers point guard Eric Snow. And my brother, Tasia Dash. All-star votes are out there. The starting fives are out, and uh, Joel Embiid has accomplished something uh, that um, only three other Sixers have ever accomplished better than as far as being uh, in the All-Star. The only three other Sixers who have done who have got more All-Star uh, nods than him is Allen Iverson, Hal Greer, Julius Irving, uh, and Dolph Shays, which I, I don't know. Uh, that's probably going back some ways. Or may I, may I pronounce his name right, Eric? Dolph Shays, is that, is that it? You don't know who Dolph Shays is, man? Yeah. I have no idea. No. Eric's so upset with you right do now. Some studying, man. I, I do. I do some studying, man. <laughs> how 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 far how how long ago is that, Eric? No, it's not like I watched him play, but I'm just saying, like you at least got to know the name. Historically, you don't have to know his game, but you got to know the name. Yeah. You ever heard of Danny Shays? No. No, you didn't hear that. You never heard of Danny Shays? Uh. Uh-uh. Were they like a, bro- they like a brother duo back in the day? That's no, that's his son. I played against Danny. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do some digging after this. <laughs> but um, yeah, just what, let what, it go, man. Just <laughs> what, what do you guys think of? Um, Danny Shays played for a long time, right? He played for like yeah, like 17 years. He was like one of those centers that just stuck around for a long time. Uh, any uh, problems with the All-Star for today? We, we talked a little bit before um, we got on. Are you guys happy with the starting fives on the, on the East at least? Or anyone get snubbed that you think should have gotten in? No? Uh, I mean, it's, I think I think every year you look at it, you, you always say – you can always say somebody got snubbed. But I think everyone that made it deserved it. It's just it just so happens to be guys that didn't make it also deserve it. So it's just only five spots. So someone's going to be left out. But I think the people that are in deserved it, and I think it was some people on the outside looking in that that deserved it as well. Yeah, I mean, probably my main complaint would be Lillard, but I'm not surprised he's got the name going. So other than that, yeah, I'm okay. I mean, with- I, I mean, you could, that's what I'm saying. You can easily say that, um, and, I, and that's probably the name that comes up, but was you probably feel people were better than him, but were they miles ahead of him? That, that, that's the question. Yeah. Um, when you have that much of an established name, you're going to have to like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, was it, were they, was it a huge difference is what I'm asking. 
and the team having the second best record in the league, even though they let go the coach, which shows that it's more than wins and losses with that situation anyway. But a team having the second best record in that conference, you can't be shocked that they get um, two players in and one of them named Dane Lillard gets in. Yeah. Like, you may have thought that other guys deserved it more than him, but you can't be surprised. No, no, no. Yeah, definitely not. Um, especially with something like Dame, where I think part of the reason why people think that he should have been left out is because his stats are so much lower than last year's. So they're looking at where his production was compared to where it is, and they're like, whoa, how's he get? But, you know, he's got the name and his yeah, stats. I mean, but, are he's just- also, but, he's also, but he's also no longer the number one option. Yeah, it's true. So, um, so that 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 matters. <laughs> that yeah, you have, that you have a guy that's averaging almost thirty points beside you. Yeah, yeah. That same argument can be so made for come, Maxi too, so, right? So to come, so to come, so to come join a team, and I'm defending Dane. I'll take the defending Dane for it for a minute. Okay. To come join a team right before training camp. And that team to be a game or two behind having the best record in the league means something, man. Yeah. It means yeah. something. So yeah. having taken less, sometimes taking less is is an improvement for what's needed for that particular team. Not necessarily you. So if Dame comes and scores just as much or scores more and the team is worse, then how would that look? Yeah. Now you can make an argument for Brunson, Maxi, yeah. and um, that's what I'm uh, saying. So you can, I, I, that's why I was always said like someone snubbed. Like, well, you if someone got snubbed, then who are you taking out? Yeah, like it's it's yeah. hard now with the new voting to take people out. It's you know sometimes you know back in the day where you could have guys where it was very clear um, because you had fans, so it was it was really a popularity vote more so than a true all-star vote. Whereas now you get you you get more of a hard to take a guy out player than than you know in the past. Yeah. yeah. It'll be cool to see where uh, Maxi goes when they do the uh the draft or I because I, I, they change it up every year. I do are they going back? Are they still doing the draft this year? Because I, I thought they were they, they were going to change it up. Maybe go to uh, back to East West, um, or like the. Not, not, I believe um, they're. I believe they're just doing East West. Okay. All right. I believe Old they're just action. doing. I, I'm not. I'm not 100 sure on that, but I believe they're just doing East West. Yeah, I knew that they, they, they like to change it up every year with the uh, the All Star Game. So. Yeah, I don't see. Yeah, I don't think they're doing that again. Okay, so no, no team, no Giannis versus LeBron team, or Captain A, Captain B kind of thing. No, I think it's East I West. So. I believe it's yeah. East West. Cool, I, I like that. Going back to the traditional ways of doing things. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna take a dive in here with our Sixers. Um. So this road trip is gonna be a pivotal road trip, according to some reports out there. Uh, so Sixers started their five game road trip last night. Rough loss to the Pacers. Uh, we were down Tobias, Morris, and Covington, and Melton. So I think uh, Tobias Harris not playing last night really uh, proved his worth to some people. Tasia, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on how we looked without Tobias last night. 
But um, with a trade, dine, a trade deadline approaching, we've heard that this road trip might shape who the Sixers go after. So after game one, do you think anything has changed as far as the type of player that we need? Go ahead, Taser. Um, no, I don't. I'm, I'm still firmly where I was before. Uh, I still think we need another ball handler who can chip in with like a 12 to 15 points a game. I think we need someone else who can play make, who can score. Um, I think the other guy's got to be at least a slightly better defensive player than Maxi, someone who can guard the tougher uh, guard on the other side. Uh, I still like the Caruso and Tyus Jones for going cheaper and you maybe want to bring them off the bench. Um, if you want to go bigger and higher salary, Brogdon, DeJounte Murray, Bruce Brown, um, that way they could probably start and Melton would probably come off the bench. Um, but, uh, what worries me more than anything else, honestly, is, uh, is Melton's back. He played, apparently played with that back injury all last year. They said he was fine coming into camp, and then now he's missing about a month with it. And we know how backs go, man. They can they can just linger and, and seem okay, and then a week later, you know, you pull something, and then you're back to where you were. So I think now more than ever we need to have some urgency on having a player as an insurance policy or maybe just have a guy start at two next to Max so you can also bring the ball up. And that way you can bring Melton off the bench and not overdo his minutes. Repeat the question again, so I need to dissect this. Um, the question uh, is, so a- after game one of this road trip, because they're saying that this road trip is going to be very pivotal as far as who we go after. After game one, what you saw last night, do you think anything has changed as far as the type of player that we need? Um, No, I, I, no, I, don't, I wouldn't necessarily say it changed. I, I would say that whoever you bring in needs to have some form of versatility to be able to play multiple positions and defend multiple positions. That, that, that I think is, is a premium. You you have to be able to do that because you may play with Melton, you play with Kelly, you may play with, you know, Maxie, you know, so they have to have some form of versatility. That's, that's the one thing that um, I think is, still important, probably the most important, um, be able to knock down a shot. It would be helpful if they can knock down shots and play make or, you know, be somewhat of a primary ball handler at times um, just to give them, just to give the, the team more of a expanded talent level um, when it comes to playoff time with foul trouble or, or anything that may come down the road. So, because we are looking at a situation where we're forgetting that we, our primary ball handler for the, the last two years isn't there. So yep. the more ball handlers that you can get, um, the better. Obviously, Tobias Harris is like an Iron Man. The guy plays. I, I can't even remember that many games he's missed since he's been with the Sixers. It's just wild. But he missed last night with, with the illness. Um, and do you guys – I know, Eric, you and I are the, the pro-Tobias guys in the show, Tasia, not so much. But um, 
did last night kind of show you how how important uh, Tobias Harris is to this team? Because, I mean, we started Beverly at the other guard. Oubre moved to three, but you moved to four in that lineup. Oubre was 0-2 for five, four points, minus 14 plus minus last night. Beverly, four points, minus 15 plus minus last night. Uh, Batum, 10 points. Uh, but, like, it just seemed like not having that third guy in that starting lineup kind of hurt us last night. And also, Siakam kind of dominated who was it, whoever was guarding him last night. Um, I mean, I would say that it's important to have um, Tobias in the lineup because he can play and he can really help us. Um, I wouldn't necessarily knock the other guys because of it. I, I would, I think if the way they played Tobias, we probably would have lost with Tobias last night too. Probably. Um, so, yes, I think he's more important than some people probably think he is. Um, but in order for us to win, we, we need him playing well also. Um, so, I don't think him missing the game necessarily was a way of proving that. I think it was the collective amount of guys missing games that that kind of proves proves the point more so than just one guy. Um, yeah. If you're taking him and Melton out, you're essentially taking out um, two of your top six players. Yeah, you know, two of your five in some some ways. Um, so. That's going to matter. If you look at you go around the league and you take two of their top five players out, even if it's option four and option five, um, it, it can hurt that team. Yeah. And more an option, whatever option you want Melton to be. How are you? How are you concerned with uh, the, um, the, a, a, the back injury? Any back injury, really, with the player? Well, I mean, back in. Injuries are – they are troubling Tricky. because, one, you can't really gauge how a guy feels because a guy can be ready to go. He can look fine, then all of a sudden can't go anymore. Yeah, So yeah. if you look at the history of guys that have had a back issue, it's it's been something that kind of never really went away. Yeah, look at Simmons. He's had that back injury for three years. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it never really goes away. So hopefully this is something he can get over and be able to come back and, you know, get on the court in a consistent way. Um, Back to your Tobias. I mean, Tobias is huge. He's uh, – I never wanted to give him away as well as, as much as you want to say that I'm I'm the not Tobias guy on the show. You're a crumble, you're a crumble cookies guy. Everyone knows that. I, 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 if you're going to replace him, he's got to be – he's got to do a lot of the things Tobias does. I think we were talking about uh, Bogdanovich in Detroit, for instance. Like, I wouldn't want to add him unless – you know, if you added him, that'd be like a, a Tobias replacement, right? And even that, you're losing defense. You're gaining shots, but you're losing defense. Um, so you have to replace his defense with someone else who can kind of pick up the slack. Um, he's a tough guy to replace. I mean, he, he really is. I mean, it's easy just to say, like, when you go online, you see, get rid of him, get rid of him. It's like, those are the same people that always want to fire your coach without having any clue on who you're going to replace the guy with. I, I'm more of a, if there's a plan after the guy's gone, then I'm okay with life after him. But I don't just want to get rid of someone to get rid of someone. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'd still be willing to part ways with Dobahias. He's not a deal breaker for me. 
but I'd like to know what the replacement's going to be and what the plan's going to be after that. So, yeah. Fair. And Tobias last night was sitting back watching that game, seeing us get dominated without him in the line. You see, all those, all those people want to trade me, see what happens. <laughs> Eating crumble cookies from the sidelines. Damn right, man. He deserves, he deserves each one of them. And for games that Tobias is out, Uber needs to step up more than that. He's usually an aggressive scorer when he wants to be, and that was a perfect opportunity for him to take more than five shots. It's like he like the 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 passive uh, Tobias personality like went into like Ubre's like head. Yeah, interesting about his the his minutes. I uh, mean, outside play. of Maxi, but outside of Maxi and Joel, nobody really shot the ball. No, more than this, five or six times. Six, yeah, six is the highest of anyone. Yeah. yeah, and Batum was four or five, so him too. Be nice for him to start be a little more aggressive, but that's just not Batum, Batum's nature. But that is an Ubre. I've seen Ubre take seventeen shots when yeah, Maxi. But so it's, it's, it's harder though. It's harder though if you're if it's not a part of the plan. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Y'all keep saying we got this great and offense that's so that's so great and special. Then then why why are we talking about this? We we can't be a team that Joel and Maxi got to shoot great for us to win. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's what you that's what you all said, right? You said that it was so great for everybody else and guys the free flowing and everybody would get shots and like so what are we talking about? I mean, we're yeah. talking about being seven of twenty nine from three. That that unless that team shoots worse than you, you're probably going to lose that game. Yeah. Maxi one Maxi one of eight didn't help from three. It's probably one of his worst games shooting of the season. Yeah, they had. I didn't even notice the one of eight. Wow, that's rough. It's brutal. Um, Most of his but, misses came from three. Yeah, uh, that leads us I mean, into the second twelve for twenty eight. I mean, they weren't much better. It's true. I mean, yeah. five five more makes with one less attempt. I'll take that. It's fifteen points. What did we lose by? We lost by twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Victory. Uh, that, that was that was garbage time. Though. We can't. We came we, back at the end. They were they were twelve for yeah. twenty eight, and we were what? Seven of twenty nine. It's pretty bad. We're talking about three pointers, right? We're going to go to the next topic here. Uh, so Sixers right now are ranked twenty sixth in three pointers made, twenty fifth in attempts, and are 29th in bench scoring. Of the two, which one is more concerning to you? Being kind of lastly ranked in threes and also almost last, uh, dead last in bench scoring. I would probably say threes. Three is more concerning. Um, out of these two, I would say threes. Because you have the leading score, right? Joel's the leading score, right? In the league. That is correct, yeah. right? Yep. Okay. And then you have Maxi who can give you 20 plus. Um the the better shooting you put around those two, the better your offense moves and flows. So as we get later in the season, as we get into the playoffs, those guys are going to see a crowd, double teams, crowd, double team, crowd. So the better you can expand that defense and knock down those open shots, the better it is for your team. Bench points, you can find different ways to help your bench points. You can put Kelly on the bench and – 
have him come in and be more of a scoring guy off the bench. Um, there's ways you can address that with what you have. But as we just seen in this game, we're talking about <laughs> not, not shooting well from three and how it can, you know, change things. So I just think in order for those guys to con- continue, they need to continue to play. Your top two players continue to play the way they're playing. But like I said, as the season goes on and they're ready in the playoffs where you play the same team, they're going to be dialed in to not giving those guys easy looks, easy plays. Um, they're going to make other people shoot the ball. Yeah, we're going to have to make them. Um, what makes you feel a little better about bench scoring is that Boston's only two ranked two higher than us. So, But they are top-heavy. They've kind of cashed in all their chips, right, and got the top-heavy team. That's why their bench scoring is low. We're supposed to be a deep team. So second to last in bench yeah, scoring. I mean, yeah, Boston, I mean, I think that – yeah, I mean, I never really – I mean, they had Brogdon last year, but I never really looked at them as a bench team like that anyway. I mean, like how they may bring off the bench when Williams was there, but <clears> – <throat> Yeah, I mean, I think that they have. I think the difference with Boston bench have they have timely scores. They have a guy that that'll go off. (laughs) He may not do anything for a game, so somebody else comes in and goes off. Yeah, Um, have some timely scoring. Yeah, they were twentieth last year in bench scoring. Boston, we were twenty first. We've gotten worse with a deeper squad, which is weird. But that's also because I think you have two guys doing like all the heavy lifting on our team. Um, I mean, we Tobias, also Maxi come off the bench some last year too, right? That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So really, if you kept starting him, we probably would have been even worse last year in, in a bench scoring. Remember um, that he didn't, that he didn't agree to remember that, that, that part. That he did and didn't. <laughs> no, no, that, that agreed to, it was his idea for a while. Remember it went from his idea to yeah, yeah, never even idea. liking it. Yeah, it's great. What a change. Yeah. Um, so last year we were ranked 12th in three-pointers make per game. I guess you can pinpoint Harden for some of that drop, right? Um, Harden accounts for like, what, four to five threes a game. So that's a pretty – that's missing that. We didn't really replace that. I mean, you could say between Ubre and Batum, but um, Harden also accounted assist-wise for three-point makes. And we lost Niang. Yeah. Forgot about that. So Niang and Harden, that's about like seven to like eight threes a game between those two. That's a lot, right? Um, but now we have like the mid-range king in like Embiid, so who's taking more than more than ever. Um, and I think he's I think he's taking less threes this year. So that's one other thing right there. Um I I'm not that I, I would be more concerned with threes for all the reasons you named because we're gonna need to hit those, we need to take them. Um, because we have some good three-point shooters. I could always use another one. I I think and hope that the versatile guard that we add can boost both of these things, whether it's the Jones or Caruso off the bench, or whether it's the Murray. Brogdon, 
Bruce Brown, who starts and pushes someone like Melton to the bench, I think it can boost both these things. I think I think depending on the trade we make, can really help both these both these things out. I think they will. Um, so either way, you know, again, Ubre's inconsistent play, I think, is forcing us to be like, okay, we, we need like another guy who can like possibly put up ten to fifteen points because Ubre either scores like thirteen or like five. Um, but yeah, I, I personally think yeah, our, our trade's gonna help both these things. I think that's what they're looking at. Um, it's interesting because we talked about it the other day. I'm just seeing right now there's reports. Uh, Jake Fisher just reported something we talked about the other day. Um, Sixers are one team that currently appears as a real possibility for Kyle Lowry should the six-time All-Star enter the buyout market. And then another report from Jason Dumas. Uh, Quote, I don't anticipate anything major happening, but a name to monitor and keep an eye on is Spencer Dinwiddie. That's a name we haven't addressed ever. Would of of those two guys, which would you – I mean, obviously, Dinwiddie probably more prefer that a little bit more so than uh, Larry, but how would Dinwiddie fit on this squad? Yeah, I mean, Spencer would be a what? That would he be a that would be a trade or trade buyout? Like what what is it? What would that be? He'd probably be a trade. I have to see what what you're giving up for. Yeah, I have to see what you're giving up for. Because Kyle would be a free agent. That's it's hard to yeah. compare a trade versus a free agent. Yeah, even though Spencer gives you that versatility, I was asking, I was talking about. Yep. Um, being able to defend multiple positions, being the primary ball handler, like he kind of. Solves, yeah. I mean, kind of like fits in that mold. Um, whereas Kyle fits into the primary ball handler, but not the versatility. Yeah, yeah. And did when he's not small, he's six five, so he's not like a small guard by any means. No, he's not. Um, so that helps that too. If you have a bigger guard, he can guard the bigger guard, or he can come off the bench, he can spot start, you can have him as a primary ball handler. Um Man, his three-point shooting has taken a dip the last two years. He was shooting 40% in Dallas, and he came back to Brooklyn 29 and 33%. Those are like Westbrook uh, numbers right there. Um, but yeah, what Russ what what got to do with this, man? <laughs> the second it came out of my mouth, the second it came out of my mouth, I was like, stop being like that, man. I'm like, seriously, man, stop being like like that, that man ain't got nothing to do with this conversation. He ain't got nothing to do with that guy. The percentages are nothing. close. There's, there, there's no reason to bring him up. The percentages there's no are close. Reason to bring him up. He has nothing to do with Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie and Spencer Dinwiddie, Russell Westbrook and Russell Westbrook. Only Russell Westbrook is the first ballot Hall of Famer. They aren't the same. Absolutely, I'm not comparing their overall. They stats. aren't the same. They're not the same. But okay, they're three point. So what are we talking about? Well, their three point shooting is okay. So so so. so they com- compare Russ to a first battle Hall of Famer. Do that. That's what I'm talking about. Like, don't, don't, that's disrespectful, man. That man ain't got nothing to do with this conversation, man. All right. I mean, so he's not, okay. So he's shooting 29% and 33%. Not very good numbers. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know how much it's going to help us in the three point shooting department. Probably not very good, but. It would, yeah. have, it would help the bench, though. I, that, I, that would I be haven't seen it enough. Bench, I, to be honest with you, I haven't watched the Nets enough. I know that I read something about people saying him not playing well. Um, I didn't know what not playing well looked like. I didn't know what that meant because I don't I don't watch them enough, so I don't know what him not playing well 
is it just his shooting? Is it his playmaking? Like, I don't know what it is. Um, as you can see, it's just three-point shooting isn't as good as it was, but is it him? Is it scheme? Is it is it um, shot selection? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, because pe- people were high on um, us signing Kelly either, and he's played well here, so you yeah, never know. Sure. Yeah, he's, he's averaging six assists in the season, 13.2 points a game. I mean, he's, he's, he's solid. I mean, I, I I don't know. I mean, he's a versatile guy, so I think that does hit on a few things that we are going for. If we are going to move him off the bench, he'd be a good guy to have, and he can also start, too. Um, curious to see what, like Eric said, I'm curious to see what we would have to give up for that. So, obviously, yeah, we'll, we'll monitor that situation. All right. Yeah, it's his, it's his final year's deal too. So that does seem like something we are looking for. Yeah, it would also seem like something we would have to give. He's a lot in the of. final year. Oh, somebody's gonna take. Him. Somebody's gonna take Spencer if he's in the final year of his deal. Somebody's gonna take him. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll definitely get picked up. Someone. Hmm. All right, so we're gonna head to game picks. So um, Saturday we get the rematch of Jokic and Embiid, uh, and this time it's in Denver. Um, so it will be 5.30 p.m. tomorrow on ABC. Who do you guys have in this rematch where right now on the season, Embiid is 1-0 over Jokic. Will Jokic get him back this, this weekend? Um, I don't feel good about this. I don't feel good about this game. Um, I, I I just don't feel good. I don't think we win it. I want us to, but I don't. I don't feel it. After last night's game, not knowing who's going to play, like I, I don't. I don't. I don't feel good about it. Damn, they don't. They don't have our lineup anywhere, huh? Yeah, that that would indicate that they think someone's probably not going to play tomorrow. Yeah, well, Embiid did shot on that game last year. He might do it again, especially if that knee is swollen tomorrow. It was a scary moment for sure. Yeah, that'll be that'll be that that won't that won't bode well for us if he sits out again. Unless it's unless he's gonna sit out games after that, but he can't he can't just sit out that game. Yeah. I mean, he can, but he just won't. I mean, he got a lot of crap for it last year. He'll just do it again, I guess. I mean, what does it matter at this point? He got his win off of him, I guess. Yeah, that's. But see, he can't really miss multiple games either like, because yeah. then he might not. Then that threshold comes into play. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. But he could miss the Portland. I mean, you could say that he could miss the Portland game. We I mean, we're going to say we got, three and, we got three and four nights. So. Yeah. I will say it does miss, well miss the fact that he came back, back, back Yeah. Yeah. Miss one of the back-to-backs. Yeah. Portland. Yeah. He missed Portland on Monday. That would be a more appropriate one to miss. Yeah. I think he toughs through it and plays this one. He, he, he listens to the chatter, so he definitely knows that everyone dogged him really hard for missing that game last year and ducking, uh, as they say, uh, Joker last year. I, I still think we come up short. Denver – had a rough loss against us. They had a rough loss. They've had a couple rough losses recently. So this is a big bounce back game for them um, in in, uh, in Denver. 
So they're gonna need they, they need this one probably more than we do, which is weird to say in you know January, but. Yeah, MB is not on the injury report as of right now. Uh, Marcus Morris game time decision. Tobias Harris game time decision. Mo Bamba game time decision. Rocco and DeAnthony Milton are out. Those are the only two guys who are on, the, and their injury report clean. They got no, nobody on it. So, yeah, so hopefully, hopefully the fact that MB came back in that game and finished off the game, he still scored thirty-one points and played. A, I think he had, had the most minutes in the game last night for us. So I think he's all right, and he passed the twenty-minute threshold too. Of course, he needed that thirty-point man. He needed that streak. Damn right, baby. <laughs> he'll probably he'll probably play even if we're down by twenty five just to get that thirty point game. <laughs> um, and then obviously uh, Monday uh, we'll be playing Portland at Portland, uh, another uh, nationally televised game. This will be on NBA TV at ten o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Monday. Uh, who do you guys have in that one? Obviously, we don't know the injury report, but who do you guys have? Uh, we'll win that one. We'll have to get a game on the road, so we'll we'll come in get that victory in Portland, but it won't be easy. If MB plays tomorrow, I don't think he's going to play against Portland. I think he'll, that's the one he'll probably miss if if one in this road trip. Um, but I still think we could beat them without MB. We should be able to, especially if Tobias is back and feeling healthy again. Um, I'll go us for that game. Let's see what the spread looks like, but uh, I, we should win that game with or without MB. Yep. All right. Well, hopefully we go two and zero. Hopefully, you know, we we start we start the road trip rough, zero one. Hopefully, we win the next two games, and hopefully, we put this Jokic MB match up. Go two and zero on them. It'd be a, a nice way to start the weekend out. But all right, guys. Well, we'll see you guys Tuesday, guys. Hope you enjoyed the episode, fellas. Have a good weekend. All right, guys. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.